Welcome to Life Skills for Kids, Superstar Practical Strategies, your go-to podcast for surviving and thriving with your children. I'm your host, Deb Hopper, and as a parent and an occupational therapist, I understand the reality of getting through each day with the kids. Join me as we delve into tips, tricks, and strategies that you can use today. Well, hello. How are you? My name's Deb Hopper and I am back from some leave. So thank you so much for doing some catch-ups while I've been away. It's lovely to be back and it was lovely to have yeah, some rest and um, some travel adventures. Uh, I am just amazed coming back at that, you know, how many people are finding um, and enjoying the Life Skills with Kids podcast. So yeah, thank you so much and please keep sharing with your friends. Today we are talking about bushfires and here on the east coast of Australia we have just been burning up. It started a couple of weeks before we got back and the day after we got back it um, you know, arrived right around our town. Most days we are still in really thick smoke which is really impacting on school closures and you know kids anxiety can really really be impacted as well and in- increased during these t- uh, unsettling times. And also recently, it's not just Australia, you know, over in uh, California, um, it's just, yeah, it's been burning up as well. And, you know, some of the images on TV can be really, really frightening. And, you know, for us as adults um, and, you know, our our anxiety, our um, increased alertness um, and, you know, children seeing us on the, you know, the fire alert apps and, you know, watching the news can really, really impact on them as well. So I thought today we could talk a little bit about, you know, how we can talk to children about bushfire risk. So, you know, children are, can be affected by information you know, from, you know, the TV and, you know, fires are, um, fires apps. And I know that my boys have been, you know, really following the apps and checking out, you know, what's happening and checking live traffic uh, and seeing, you know, which roads are closed. And they can really become concerned about issues of safety. And I know that, you know, for our family, one day we had a wall of fire, uh, you know, less than one kilometre away from us. uh, And we could see the flames, you know, twice as tall as the trees, you know, coming towards us. Now, we were in the middle of town. (laughs) So, you know, we were packing the car. We were, you know, trying to trying to think, you know, what were the precious things? We had, you know, photo albums and, you know, the laptops. But, you know, it was actually really, really interesting. And I've heard this over and over um, on social media when families do this and then they get home and they unpack. Just, you know, the things that kids see as being precious. So we have a child in uh, upper primary school and, you know, he packed his preschool photos he packed a um, a gift card that he had used, but was given to his friend by to a friend by a friend, you know, five years ago, which he's used up. But <laughs> he just, you know, found that precious, amazing. The things, um, you know, catalogs of you know things that they really wanted, you know, three years ago for Chrissy presents or birthday presents. It's just amazing to see what kids think of as being precious to them and that really touches your heart but yeah back to talking about how we should talk to children about bushfire risks 
as adults, we wonder about, you know, what should we say? Um, you know, how much should we tell them? Should we um, acknowledge the dangers of the bushfires? How much, you know, should we um, worry our children? Should we talk about the possibility of losing our, our homes or pets? Having friends who who are closer to the fires or, you know, surrounded by fires, you know, should we tell them? And, you know, what should we explain to them? And, you know, you know, after the fires have gone out, you know, driving, you know, between, you know, here and there, you know, between here and the next town or going to see, you know, friends or just travelling around, you know, as we'd normally, you can see the burnt out bush beside the road. What should we, what should we really say to them? Uh, you know, and especially, you know, for, you know, for days or weeks afterwards, there's still, you know, fire trucks driving around, putting out spot fires. And, you know, we've had so many helicopters and, and planes like zooming around, monitoring and putting out the fire retardant. Yeah, there's so much, there's so much happening. And yeah, it's always a, a, a balance and a question for adults and parents, you know, how, how much should we explain um, to parents, to, to children? Like I often talk about, and I talk about in my book, Teaching Kids to Manage Anxiety, Superstar Practical Strategies, I talk about the iceberg and how kids, um, they tell us, they give us clues with different phrases, you know, which is the tip of the iceberg, uh, which is their way of, you know, reaching out and communicating. And then underneath we have you know, the massive, massive emotions that are, that are hidden underneath. Uh, some signs that uh, a child is being negatively affected by information um, about bushfire risk might include changing to sleeping or eating patterns. When anybody is stressed, you know, sometimes we don't sleep as well, may not feel like eating or we may start to overeat. They might start talking about, you know, physical complaints. They might have like a stomach ache or a headache. And again, this is so normal for any type of stress or anxiety, but they're the real clues um, and cues that um, indicate that the child might be struggling. Often children, their moods change, their emotions change. They might be more irritable. They might be more clingy. They might um, be asking a lot of questions, trying to make sense of what's happening. And I know for us, you know, for a few days, even up to a week after that incident where we had that wall of fire coming towards us, you know, any kind of little, you know, flare up, it's like, mommy, should we pack the car again? <laughs> they are thinking and trying to process all this in their little bodies and their brains. You know, sometimes kids can, they can appear on edge and they can be frightened. You know, they can be easy, more easily startled, you know, and even this can happen to pets. I know that our, our dog has been more easily startled um, since the fires. Yeah, so and often they can re ask uh, reassurance about you know, you know when should we should we pack the car again? Should we should we go and check on grandma? Should we go and check on my friend? Is my are my friends going to be okay? It's important to ask kids, you know, what they're worried about. Talk about them, you know, at an age appropriate level, and yeah, give them some information, but don't overwhelm them, and you know. Increase their resilience and talk about, you know, what are the good things that are coming out? You know, isn't it great that we can all, you know, get together as neighbours and, and help each other? And, you know, the firefighters are our superheroes and they're doing such a great job. And perhaps we can 
go and buy some, you know, water or soft drinks. And um, my son made some some mint green <laughs> cupcakes and we took them down to the fireys and they've been needing so much help and so much support and doing some little things um, for them can really make a big difference. Yeah, so listen to children, um, to what they say, you know, ask questions. And if you see that they're worried or see if they're more irritable, just, yeah, ask questions and just be a detective and just be with them. Have extra time with them. Sit down and read some stories with them. Just make sure that they know that you are there for them. Yeah, help them to identify if they have any unhelpful thoughts or feelings, whether they are really, you know, when they're worried about something, try and reframe that to be more action-focused or or more resilient, uh, positive thoughts. Always, you know, manage your own reactions. Try not to keep checking the apps all the time. If you feel that you need to, do that when they can't see. And remain positive and reassuring. Just um, even if you are worried, just... Just be mindful that when you are talking to them about the fires that you are being yeah, positive and reassuring. I hope that that has been very helpful and if you are finding that your child is continuing to worry and worry, especially after the immediate danger, you know, if it's weeks after the immediate danger and they're still really anxious or really worried or if you find that you are not coping, feel free to reach out and seek professional help and, you know, have a chat with someone help them um, to reframe and just, you know, talking to someone in a professional capacity can really help to reduce your feelings and increase um, our children's and our resilience as well. Thank you so much. I hope that that's been really helpful. And if you would like some more practical strategies and a a greater understanding about uh, anxiety and how it affects us and affects our children, please jump online and grab a copy of the Teaching Kids to Manage Anxiety Superstar Practical Strategies um, by myself, Deb Hopper. It's available from Amazon, Book Depository, our website, loads of different places. Grab a copy and um, increase your resilience and your capacity to help your child. Take care and I'll be back soon. Thanks. Bye. Thank you for joining me on the Live Skills for Kids podcast providing you with superstar parenting tips and empowering you to be the rock in your child's life. Do you have an anxious child and feel overwhelmed and unsure how to help them? Check out my book, Teaching Kids to Manage Anxiety, Superstar Practical Strategies to help your anxious child move from fear and worry to confidence and peace. See you next time.